Yo, Eagles Nation, stand up. How'd Barkley put it? <laughs> Looking like another grease pole night in Philly. 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 Facts. Ten days, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Ten days is all we have left until the Jacksonville Jaguars go on the clock in a three-day bender. Lay ahead. We are 10 days away from the NFL draft night one. Absolutely cannot wait. Welcome in to episode 49 of the Grease Paul Podcast. As always, you can follow along on Instagram at Grease Paul Podcast. I am also on Twitter. Not nearly as often as IG, but I am there as well. Give me a follow, would you please? At Greased Pole Pod on Twitter. Every episode is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. New episodes drop every Monday in your lap. Subscribe, rate, review. Five stars if you think it rocks. One if you think it sucks. Any feedback's better than none. Thank you for being here, however you're joining us. Thanks for starting another week off with me. I cannot wait to get the hell through this week. Your boy works Monday next week and then four days off work. Parlayed into a six-day weekend. Because uh, the liver is evil and must be punished when you're an Eagles fan and Howie Roseman is likely going to piss you off with at least eight or nine of the 11 picks that lay uh, in his lap. So there is that. Plenty of draft stuff to get into. But before we do, Justin, the Tugnut Cup playoffs are here. And uh, you and I had the simple goal of let's just make the playoffs. <laughs> and friend, we are in. Yes. We are in. So this week is playoffs? Yeah, man. Oh, man, I got Joe. Do you? Yes. Oh shit, man. Damn, I've got uh, I've got my guy Nathan Storm Surge, uh, Canes fan guy, whose uh, whose wife got me hooked on the Seltzers. Oh yeah. So that'll be fun ammo for him. Oh man, like I looked at it this morning and I was like, oh, we're just playing Joe, but because it still says the playoffs are coming up at the top. Oh so really? Like, yeah. So I hope you're right. In one, on one case, because it's like, yeah, like, playoffs, I'm in. That right. was my goal. I Made just, it. First season, let me just not stink out the joint. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I did all right. Uh, but, yeah, if, I have to, if I'm playing Joe in the playoffs, I mean, I've, I beat him earlier this season. Yeah. So, maybe. That's why I was hoping to beat you this week because you and I squared off this past week yeah. and I was hoping because I wanted to match up with Joe because I beat Joe. <laughs> I did not beat Nathan. So I was like, ooh, if I get a matchup, maybe I can be that pesky fucker that just, you know, won't die. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. The Zamboners are uh, – it's it's a plucky bunch, but I don't know, man. I mean, Bo Horvat just came back because the Van COVID Canucks are playing again. Yeah. Yay them. Yay. So, JT Miller's back. Finally, Yay. we have our Canucks back. <laughs> Except for Pedersen, who is still right. on the IR. Still still crippled. Yes. <laughs> still not doing so hot. 
my goalie situation, which was carrying me for a while, um, I got Freddie Anderson for the Toronto Maple Leafs, long-term IR, because, of course, yep. <laughs> I'm holding on to him, hoping that, like, okay, maybe this week, maybe, but I don't know. So I'm uh, your boy's probably going to be pretty active on the wire this week just to try to prolong the inevitable of me getting bounced and giving somebody else all this money that everybody's contributed to the league. <laughs> so I'm I'm – I'm rooting for you and Joe, whoever wins, you know, yeah, go forth and go on. <laughs> Joe put together a good squad. Like you look at his numbers and it's like the amount of losses he has is insane because he's got big numbers. Like he does. It's just like, just, not, it's just not getting done. Right. He just had weird matchups and shit, mm-hmm. you know, I, I felt bad for you because Shesterkin played out of his mind two shutouts I was dude like, well i got the shutouts early like wednesday <laughs> yeah. like i saw like you had one and i was like fuck because getting getting a shutout's tough and yeah. the moment you, i saw two up there early last week i was like well looks like i'm not getting that goalies are gonna be a struggle for you boy this week and uh yeah i did not get a single shutout <laughs> at all last <laughs> week so you know at the end of the day which is fine because then if i would have got one i'd have been like oh but what if so like i would have rather just had none yeah and have you mop me <laughs> and just have no regrets i i was sweating because i thought i was gonna lose both those shutouts because i wasn't gonna get the appearances oh dude sorkin i told you this last week he's the backup yeah and like it looked like he just wasn't pl- getting played, and I'm like, right, just give me one. That's it. I just need one start. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and then I picked up Hall. I think his name's Hall. No, Hill, rather. Okay, yep, Phoenix. Yeah, Arizona now. So uh, he didn't play a whole bunch last week. He, I got three of my appearances from Shesterkin and two yeah. of them were the shutouts. So yeah, Sorokin <laughs> played against us last night. So good call because he got a dub. There we go. Because everybody does against the Flyers now. <laughs> Dude, we are so bad. Our squads are trash. It, you have a reason, man. Fair, but you have a reason. We were cup contenders. I bought in. I bought in. My dumb ass <laughs> thought, man, this could finally be the year. Like, this nope. is this. Is, yeah, like okay, Super Bowl. That was check one. One B has always been seeing the Flyers win a Stanley Cup, and I thought, like, man, we the, the squad's got a chance. Mm-hmm. And then COVID, and and it just nothing is clicking now. We're not just getting beat, dude. We're getting you're getting worked a lot of times, <laughs> dude. It's bad. Like we're like we we can't allow less than five goals now <laughs> I, in I hockey. Can't remember what game I was or I was I was just watching scores. Yeah, and uh, I have Farabee from y'all. So yep. like I was looking at the Flyers he's the scores, one to have, and I'm like, ooh. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to text you, but I was like, I don't know. This might not be a good time. I've gotten to the point. No, you're good because I've gotten to the point now where it doesn't even bother me. Uh, it's just like like abusive relationship. Like I've accepted my place that they're going to just disappoint me and like cheat on me or whatever. And I'm just going to like be in the corner like, okay, I'm I'm still here. I still love you, though. It's just abusive, man. And, you know, it. It sucks because there were such high hopes, and then the fills are inconsistent as fuck. You, you know, guys started hot. hot. The four zero only the final remaining undefeated team, and now your Metropolitans are in first place in the NL East. We have a series starting tonight, by the way. Here's hoping, uh, but so either the Mets are going to met or the fills are going to fills. Fair. 
That's the way Can it's going to go. Can baseball end in ties? It, it won't be. It won't be good baseball. That's <laughs> that's one thing for sure. It will not be. I so the Mets opposite your fills started with COVID, and yep. then uh, then cold. Like mm-hmm. I think like one in three or something. Right. But then they turned it up, and it's like. Because you guys played us. And now I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to like touch anything. Right, right. I, just let it be. Let yeah. it be. <laughs> it's bad enough I'm rocking the gear right now. Like, yeah, dude. I really shouldn't be. It looks sweet though. It looks sweet because Mets gear. And you're going to beat us probably again tonight it, it, because the, the fills are inconsistent and we're, we're going to lose tonight because Aaron Nola pitched a complete game two hit shutout last, yesterday against the Cards. Mm. Sunday afternoon baseball. Are you a day game guy or a night game guy? Day. All Thank day. you, man. Day. All like, day. If I'm going, I think a night game would probably be better, you know, under the lights. Yeah, that'd be fun. But I love a good day baseball game it's because it's baseball is probably I mean you could probably put NASCAR in here too. Baseball is the best sport to nap to. Yes. Because you get a good one o'clock start on a Sunday and you just, you know, you watch the first inning or two. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you do the old man, you know, the dad, the dad move. Of, <laughs> oh, I'm just going to rest my eyes during a commercial. <laughs> Next thing you know, you wake up, it's the top of the six, and you're like, oh, shit. Perfect. Cool. Perfect. Right. I got I got my Zs in, <laughs> you know? Cool. The Phil's still haven't scored or whatever the fuck. I think the greatest thing about afternoon baseball, because, yes, like on the weekend, ooh, beautiful. Dude, yeah. But baseball to play hooky to. Yes. Oh, during the week. Dude. Uh, nice afternoon game. Day baseball game. Best. I can't wait for day Phillies. I ho- I haven't checked the schedule yet. I'm hoping during the four days I'm off next week, the Phillies have a day game. Uh, our guy, Jason, Jersey hookup guy, is a White Sox fan. He was at work today in the office watching the White Sox. I think the White Sox had like an 11 o'clock pitch. I'm like, holy Yo. shit. This is awesome. Like, why are you here? Yeah, really. Why are you not home just pounding rumple mints at 11 in the morning right now? <laughs> just take, take a day, yeah, man. Yeah, go You're get good? weird, man. Giolito's <laughs> pitching, but I guess he got lit up. So, yeah, man, it it it. the fills are inconsistent as fuck. The only thing we have right now, Philly fans, are the Sixers. Mm. And they're fucking hot. Embiid should be the MVP. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Well, especially uh, with James down for as long as he's Right. Playing. First in the East, which opens it up. For you guys out west with Bron Bron out, it's gotta happen, I keep hoping, man, Sixers Suns finals collision course. I, it's we, gotta be. We were talking about this uh, off air. Like, I keep waiting for for it to fall apart. And there's been <laughs> right. there's been losses like they got utterly dismantled by the Spurs the other day, which is weird. But for the most part, they're just playing good basketball. Consistent. They're losing, you know, yeah, it happens. It happens. Though. But like, they're beating all the teams that they should. That's what you want, dude. They're beating some of the teams that like are at their level, right? And they're just playing good basketball, like which is crucial this time of year because playoffs, yes. you know, seedings and shit like that. And it would be so dope. Like, I, I mean, we're, pretty much at this point, I'm figuring on. I shouldn't say this because <laughs> just relive everything we said five minutes ago about the Flyers, <laughs> but. It's looking in all likelihood. I mean, Miami's probably going to be hanging around pesky because Jimmy Butler. God, I miss that guy. <laughs> but Sixers, Nets, Eastern Conference Finals. Probably. Which would be cool because I know two Nets fans. <laughs> Fuck them when we square off, though. Yeah. But I would love, dude, like it's been 20 years since the fucking Sixers been in the finals. I was in seventh grade 
And this when, team is a good team. Like yeah, it's, it's, it's not Eric just Snow, Iverson. Man. Eric Snow's not out there. You know, <laughs> not Iverson and the boys. Right, right. It's like, like a, a squad. Yeah, there was a step over of Tyron Lou, but we also lost the four following games after that. Yep. <laughs> and people loved that step over, and it was fun. But it did not end well. Nope. <laughs> Please stop putting it on T-shirts. Please. We took the L there. Yes. Big picture. <laughs> won the battle. Lost the war. Uh, and we've talked about this at length, like the what a Sixers Suns finals would mean. Oh, dude. To the league. And I just I think let's stop acting like Phoenix is some small market too. That's like it, it's, dude. It's Philly's a huge market. Right. Phoenix is a big market. Yeah. Where's the loss here? That's what exactly. And can you imagine? Can you imagine fucking Barkley? Oh, yeah. Right, dude, alone for the Barkley content. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit, me. man. Give me all Give the Barkley. Did you see where he called? This was a week or two ago. He called, uh, I can't remember the name of the host of that show on TNT inside the NBA. Uh, the white dude. Can't remember his name. But he referenced one of the producers on the air, and Chuck called him a pussy on the air. <laughs> he coughed and did the pussy thing. And I was like, holy shit. Only Chuck can get away only with it. I love that guy. Yeah. I love him He's so much, He's the best dude. and worst. He, like, it's great. He is. You cannot put a filter on that dude, yeah. and I fucking love it. Yeah. So for that, aside from the fact that it's our squads, like, I give me a Sixers Suns final, please. For him. And I mean, is there a better matchup out there? I don't think so. That's what I'm saying, man. I mean, what what would be more fun for a basketball fan? You know? I mean, what do you want? Fucking Lakers again? Lakers, Nets. I mean, like, if, you, if you're after pure star power, yeah, I guess. Yeah, but. But if you're booking the territory, if this was wrestling. <laughs> right. You got to you gotta prop up. You got to build new stars. Can we put belts on our shoulders? <laughs> <laughs> little inside there <laughs> inside pitch yeah uh, i i feel like though like uh, uh, to that point like you got to build up the young stars you got him yeah yep who is this big personality yeah dude. put him on national television right and book who you know his fucking moment, star dude and his moment last year like with he hits the shot and falls back <clears throat> and, yeah man I, I keep looking at box scores like i i haven't watched any many games mostly looking at box scores yeah even in losses like i keep thinking okay well this will be books off night nah man he's 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 still present yeah chris paul's still present uh cp3 the stars are doing what they're supposed to so like yeah. let's get cp3's never had his moment no he hasn't i love that dude man he's i love that for, dude like half the league top right top five <laughs> point guard of our time all time I he's mean, so good so like he played for New Orleans, it never happened there. Yep. He went to was it the Clip after the that? The Clippers, yeah. They were that really fun Lob City team that just could never I mean, you just say the Clip and you know right. what's up. Because Clippers. <laughs> yes. Like even when they're good, they're not good. Right, right, exactly. Uh, then he goes to Houston when they were supposed to be like they were the team for like 2 years, everybody mm -hmm. was like, "What about Houston out west?" and yeah. it it just never materialized just there. Imploded, right. And then Oklahoma City after that? That's right. Yeah. He did play for OKC. Holy shit. Didn't happen there. Yeah. I mean, and this team is Phoenix good. is such a good place for him, dude. 
I didn't think it was going to be that big of a pickup because we had book. Right. So like, you know, but book is playing more of a two. Yeah. So it's like, yo, it dude is fucking awesome. I, I hope so bad that with LeBron being hurt, I mean, it, it opens the window up. You know, this is one of those years where you got like when Jordan got hurt, or not when Jordan got hurt, when he retired, and you got that Orlando, Houston, Shaq, Olajuwon fucking matchup in the finals. Like I was like six or seven at the time, but even then I was like, yo, fired the fuck up. Yeah, like this is a perfect year for a, a not traditional, I guess, in the sense of the NBA, but a fun fucking finals matchup. And, you know, then the follow up was Houston in the Knicks. That's right. That's Which right. Which was awesome, too. Yeah. But, yeah, like, come on, man. Like, Philly has been on the rise. Yep. It's time for them to to take that next step. Whether uh, they yeah. win or lose, they they should be there. I just want to be in the finals. Just being in there. Just being there. It, it, I'm not going to say it would be enough because, of course not. It's Philly. You want, you know. You want the whole thing. Any family. Yeah, of course. Anybody. But seeing them there after – the shit show and the process and everything else and the Kawhi shot a few years ago and feeling like that was the year. Like if we can get past these fuckers, yeah, we're we're there. The, we got it. The Raptors won a championship before y'all. Yep, exa- well, I mean b- b- before fucking us too. Toronto, man. <laughs> you know? We haven't been since '93, man. That's right. And that's right. They should have been. Yeah, pretty much all throughout the 2000s, at least one finals appearance should have happened from that. Yeah, the Nash, Nash Amari, fucking yeah. the D'Antoni Roger squad. Bell. Yeah. That was Raja Bell, dude. That was my Raja guy. Bell, Barbosa. The only guys, Barbosa and Bell, uh, were on the rotation. Like, well, and Nash, like the the three of them, kind of split time at point. And yeah. Then you know, whichever one wasn't at the point, the other would be the two. But uh, between Bell and Barbosa. The only guys in the league that could shut Kobe down. Well, yep. They could consistently, <laughs> right, exactly. They could contain him. And I, Raja Bell was a sixer, so I always fucked with him. Sean Marion was on that squad too, right? Yeah, man. That guy was around for years. Yeah, dude. Jesus. Yeah, we dealt was... him off to Miami, I think, after he left us. Okay, okay. I think he won a title with Miami, the first one. He might have, yeah, I think he was with Dallas for a stretch too. Like, yep. he was, he hung around mm-hmm. for a bit. Um, Boris Dia. Jesus, man. Jesus. Yeah, for a bit. Those teams were so – they were must-see. Like, I remember – I was in high school then, and, like, I would stay up for the 10 o'clock games, you know, West Coast out here on the East Coast, just to watch. They were fun as shit to watch, man, you know? They were playing the basketball that basically, like, just before the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Like, the Warriors kind of took what Phoenix was doing and right. refined it a little bit and a little bit more three-pointers – as opposed to just speed. Right. And we're able to win a championship with it. Yeah, like, dude. Man. You dicks. <laughs> you jerks. <laughs> you can't MVP like Steve Nash. I think Nelly Furtado put that in a song of hers. Shoot, man. Nash is probably my favorite point of all time. Nets coach, man. So I hope your boy has a miserable... Uh... I love Nash, too. Yeah. I love Steve Nash, but... Fuck him when the conference <laughs> finals come, if we get there. Yeah. You know? I just, that dude, I mean, when we drafted him, so I think a lot of people forget that. Like, he was originally a son. We drafted mm-hmm. him, number 44, and we dealt him off to get Kid. Yep. That's right. And then we dealt Kid off to New Jersey, and then we ended up getting Nash back from Dallas. Yep. I think we signed him. I don't think it was a trade. I think we signed him. And then... 
he first first of all he starts lighting the league on fire with Dallas. Yep. And I was like, oh, we let that guy go. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I thought of him as as a three point shooter when when we drafted him. Yeah. And then he's like dish, dish, like dude from everywhere. Right. Right, man. It's like so get fun this guy to watch. Back. Right. Right. Find him, please. Get him back. We miss him. I Look mean, what Kidd we gave was up. Fine. You know, he was fine. The two seasons we had him. But right. Then he, he went off to Jersey guy. for those weird finals teams. They yep. played the Spurs. Spurs one year and the Lakers the other. That's right. Yeah, they did go I back to back. Strike I think. reverse. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> I forgot about those Nets teams. Jason Williams. Yeah, man. You know. Uh, Kerry Kittles. Villanova. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Fucking A, dude. Todd McCullough uh-huh. or Keith Van Horn, you know? Getting weird with Van he Horn. Was, yeah, he was a sixer later he was on. everywhere. And it's like, why? Yeah. Why him? Van Horn and Bradley. Like, they played. They, they got traded for each other. God knows how many times. <laughs> Fucking Sean Bradley, dude. And those awful sixers get-ups with the solution stars. Six. Right. And so he wore 76. 76. For the 76ers. You were like, oh, look at you. Adorable. Look at you, punny guy. Adorable. We see you over there. Uh, <laughs> MLB The Show 21 comes out tomorrow for Xbox. Oh, snap. Uh, I don't know where you're at with it, but I mean, I've got an Xbox. You've got a PS4. Right. PS PlayStation's had the show exclusively for years, and I have not played a baseball game since. I want to say Triple Play 2001, Jason Giambi with the A's was on the cover. It was so long ago, dude, the Expos were still in the game. Wow. For old school original PlayStation. So I am fucking jazzed up tomorrow to go get this motherfucker after work. Like the kid and I are going to go. Like it's, you know, I already talked to the wife. Like this is I this birthday present, you yeah, know, man. boy's birthday is next week. Oh, snap. Like I, done. this is what I want. As this video game. And it, it comes at a perfect time when I'm off for four days next week. Yes. Because, like, I get you're going to be working from home and I'm off for four days. But you will not know I'm here. <laughs> I promise you. It will be the crack of the bat. And that's I'm it. on the other side of the house. You'll I'll pull the leather. sliding door closed. Right. <laughs> you might hear a shot glass or two get flung against the wall. Like, <laughs> I can't wait, dude. I love a good baseball game. But I haven't played one in years. And I've been relegated to... I love NHL. NHL is my shit. I've told, like, I've got my Seattle Kraken franchise, mm-hmm. and I I have spent many a night <laughs> enjoying my Kraken franchise. I love it. But see, I got smart this year where I only bought NHL. A couple years ago, I bought Madden before I gave up on that. I ended up buying NHL as a Black Friday purchase, mm-hmm. and somebody gifted me for Christmas, I think it was the brother-in-law, NBA 2K. So I had all three the same year. And it just got cumbersome because I like I couldn't – I love the career modes, the franchise modes and shit, and like I would bounce around too much to where I didn't make enough progress. I was like, man, like I don't feel – I'm not getting the return on investment here that yeah. I like. You know yeah. what I mean? So I've been maximizing my Kraken time because I know when the show comes, like – it's been so long since I played a baseball game that this thing is about to get <laughs> worn the hell out. Just <laughs> red hot, dude. I the last one, last baseball game I played, uh, EA had dropped M- their MLB game. Okay, so I was playing. It, NCAA had a baseball game. Oh shit! 
And so that would have been like when I was six, maybe yeah. seven at latest. Right. And I was playing as Wake Forest. <laughs> so that was on <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. regular Xbox. That's the last time I played. I love baseball games, but I historically suck at baseball really? games. I don't know what it is about the coordination of of hitting the pitches. I'm decent on defense. Yeah. I can't hit for crap. It's going to be tough. And see, what, what worries me is, because I've done a little bit of digging on the way this thing works now to try and get ahead, like, mm-hmm. what to expect. First of all, I love a good sports game where you get drafted in the career mode. Oh, hell yeah. I love that shit. And, like, apparently you go through the, the road to the show mode. You do, like, the the combine or whatever the baseball version is in front of, like, the scouts. And, like, you get drafted. I'm like, oh, my God. That was my favorite part about Madden, like, 97. Yeah, dude. You did all the all the, the coach drill and right. all that stuff. That was fun. I love the randomness of not knowing where you go. Mm-hmm. And, again, being a draft nerd, like, that's the coolest fucking thing. I don't want to just put myself on a team. Fuck that. So there's that. But, like, baseball games have advanced a lot in 20 years. Mm-hmm. Like I'm kind of intimidated, man. I don't know what lays ahead, really, and it's it's frightening. I'll tell you this much: this is what I hated about it. it used to be, a, <laughs> right? That's your swing. That's it. The last one I played, again, 15 years ago. Yeah, it was. You have to have a direction on one of the on one of the joysticks, and like B. Oh fuck! So you have to like <laughs> you got to coordinate. Coordinate. Oh it's no. Like, it's bad enough, like, timing the swing. Right. <laughs> Get out of here. I can't just hit A anymore? What the fuck? <laughs> you know? I, I saw something where the, what it what does worry me is you used to be able to hit, like, a triangle button for whatever base you were throwing to. Like, yep. first base was right triangle, second uh-huh. base was up triangle, third base was left triangle, home was the down triangle, whatever the fuck. Now, apparently, from the loser YouTube digging I've been doing, apparently now you have to do, like, what you're saying. Directional. If I'm throwing it to first base, I can't just hit fucking A or mm-hmm. whatever. I have to, like, it slows the motion, the game motion down, you know, in slow-mo, and I have to, like, land. There's, like, a meter of sorts, and you have to, like, directional pad and hit the button oh, in no. to where if you don't do it properly, it's a wild throw. You know how much pressure that is, dude? <laughs> When you're used to just button, okay? Like, I am all for, like, I get it. It's more realistic. Mm-hmm. But you know how mad I'm going to be when it's two in the morning and I'm playing fucking third base for, I don't know, the goddamn Rockies yeah. and I'm playing the Diamondbacks or whatever, game 73. <laughs> and I've had a few too many sodas and I fucking throw a wild pitch to first base. I imagine that shit's going to break, man. Being mad come game 10. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> For sure, dude. Game two. <laughs> okay, enough. I'm sick of this. Do you not have a simplified control system for old people? I imagine there has to be. Like, you have to be able to shut that off. You have it's to be got... Able to, I hope. I mean, I could see... Again, like, the last one I played, they had abandoned. Because the, the, the best was A... I think it was A was first. Y was uh, second. X was third. Yeah. The best. Yep. The last one I played, it was A and directional. Okay. Which isn't nearly as hard as what you're describing. Right. Still doable. But it's still an extra step. There's a little more involved, right? I can accept that. Yeah. That is like, okay. Don't then, give it to me. And I think if you wanted to throw extra hard, you could pull the trigger too. Ooh. So you, if you really wanted to whip it. Right. There. If it's close. Right. 
put a little heat on bang, it. Bang, play. Yeah. yeah. But that's as far as I want to go with it. I don't need all this. It doesn't slow down need the to play be. And yeah, dude. That's too much. The sound of a baseball hitting a glove. Oh, the best. Oh, dude. And the, the sound of a ball when you know, like, that home run sound. Yep. Fuck. Like, the sounds of baseball, dude. It just makes you feel like, you know, it's America. Summer. Yeah. It is summer. Hot dogs on the grill. Yes. You know? The Sandlot. Like, yeah, I dude. Always, the, my favorite baseball movie of all time is The Sandlot. Okay. So there's a conversation to be had here, though, because The Sandlot, for years, I thought was one. Have you seen Moneyball? I have not. Moneyball is, I, I don't know that I could put it above the Sandlot because of nostalgia, mm-hmm. but man. That's Brad Pitt and uh, Jonah, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Yeah. Um, so good, dude. And it's about the A's. Yeah. Yeah. True. It's true shit. And it's, there's a scene where it's fairly early on in the movie where uh, Brad Pitt's in a room with like the scouts and shit. Just like these old crotchety white dudes, the old baseball guys, mm-hmm. you know, the baseball demo. And it's so fucking great, dude. It's like a 10 minute scene or so, if I remember correctly. It's just awesome. Like, this is fucking great. It's such a good movie, man. I don't know that I could put it above Sandlot, but it's definitely one of my five favorite sports movies. It's so good, dude. It's so fucking good. And I've always had a weird soft spot for the Oakland A's. Same. Always and had a weird soft spot. Going to Gear Freaks, a part of that is their gear. 100%, dude. Especially the Kelly Greens. Oh. They're so much better than the Forest Greens. The Forest Greens are fine, mm-hmm. but those Kelly Greens, when they rock the Kelly Greens, which I wish the fuck this team was going back to, <laughs> god damn it. Just your reminder that this is a, a Philly yeah. Eagles pod exactly. that loves Key Lime Pie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we got to keep the streak going. And that's the thing. It's like, why are we not the Kelly Green? It, it, again, love the Midnight Green Shade. If we're going to hit the reset button. Make the change. God damn it. Just make the change. I don't want to see. the change now. It, dude, I don't want to see Jalen Hurts out there wearing Carson Wentz shit. Yeah. It's not right. It's not right. Why is Nick Sirianni going to have to put on a fucking hat or a visor that has the same fucking eagle on it that every Doug Peterson, Chip Kelly, Andy Reid wore? No. Switch it. Fuck. I mean. And I love the midnight. I like the midnight greens, the blacks, whatever. They've been gimmicked to death. I hate the whites. Like, it's just, they're not even bad. I love the color. I, like, the man came at home, has painted that fucking color. I've got a tattooed on me. I love the color. I'm just fatigued. I want something new. Well, and I, I am sure that it has a lot to do with, with how the team performed last year. Oh, that too. Just just get everything mouthwash. So you know? just let's reset everything that we possibly can. And I guarantee you, as forgiving as a Philly fan base can be, they will be. Yeah. You know, and that's not saying a lot. But, right. But at least, okay, now it looks like exactly. something else. Optics. We care. We care. But We're going to give you what you've asked for. They don't give a shit. <laughs> They don't give a fuck, these fucking assholes. It, I hate our would, front office. It would earn so much. And it would be a good way. Step. Yeah. You want to give back some of the money you lost from COVID and not being able to have all the season ticket holders there and everything else? Yeah. Put out, bring the Kelly Greens back and watch people just fucking give you their money again, mm-hmm. Jeff Laurie, myself included. I told you before we went on the air, 
because the Bengals put out their new gear today. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to buy a fucking Burrow, dude, because I love them. And, you know, I've got rooting interest in the Bengals and shit. Like, you know, I'm not going to wear it a ton out in public, but, man, I'll fucking rock Bengals shit around the house. Yeah. Whatever, man. Fine. Judge me. I don't care. Fuck you. <laughs> but, you know, if I'm going to do that before, like I told you, like I'd be more inclined to do that before. And there's Eagles jerseys I want. But I've got so many of the Midnight Greens, mm-hmm. man. I've got a couple of the Blacks. What do I'm literally giving you $120 just to have a different name and number on them. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, how... The hell, man. How many do you need to have? Like, maybe if one's falling apart that you want to replace. That's but, it. like, at what point do you just go, yeah, nah. It's... Enough of this shit. Yeah. Enough. I'm tired of it. <laughs> but... The- Everything you're saying here is all the reasons they should just do yeah. that. If you put out new get-ups, you know what I'm probably going to do because I have zero self-control? I'm probably going to not pay my mortgage so I can <laughs> buy one of the homes, one of the roads, and one of the alternates all at the same time because then I can check the boxes of the players that I would like to get mm-hmm. that I'm holding off on because you keep have the same shit every year and I don't want to just keep adding to the same shit I have. Mm-hmm. So if you put out new get-ups, I'm loading up. I mean, they, somebody send the shit to goddamn Jeff Lori. I'm just saying. I mean, fire Howie too. At 120 dollars a pop, they are actively keeping 360 dollars in your pocket instead yeah, of theirs. Which I should be grateful, but I'm not. I want them to have that money because I'm a dumb fuck and I want to <laughs> give them all this money plus shipping uh, for them to piss me off in 10 days and then just turn around and go like fucking four and 12 again. <laughs> But I still want to give them money, but I think, because I'm an abuse victim. I think, I think, <laughs> like again, optics switching to that green, and they go four and twelve. You're not as mad because it's like, okay, but this is a new team, and right. I can see it. Yes, not just the players. It looks like something different. Right. It's not the same bullshit. They go out in the midnight greens, and it's still the Super Bowl was not that long ago. That's the thing. Any any fan is going to tie them subconsciously to this is the Super Bowl get-ups, mm-hmm. and that's not. This team not a fucking Super Bowl team anymore. Nope. Let's stop kidding ourselves. Mm-hmm. We all need to move on. God damn it. Jeff Laurie included, you motherfucker. I hate our front office. I'm going to rant about it more in a minute. But we've got Gear Freaks tomorrow for the people. The Boston City Connects Oof. dropped, and uh, they rocked them over the weekend. Like a Dude. month and a half before everybody else's, right? Not even everybody else's. They, the next one, yeah, the next one they're going to release, which I think was the Marlins, if I remember correctly. We go through them all in the episode, but it. it so they're just, I guess you know everybody else like, oh, all I'd like really a, really. I'd like a City Connect jersey, please. City you, Connect, please. Sir. You, you get to wait until June of 2023 to oh. wear yours. Well, I might be out of the league by then. I might have to have Tommy John. I might be dead. Sorry. Or people might not even give a shit about City Connect right then. What right. are they doing? What if a team relocates? You know? <laughs> I mean, we're not we're oh. not thinking about this old white dudes who were sitting around the table talking with Brad Pitt about Jeremy Giambi. You They're know? Clearly not. They're clearly not thinking about anything. Not a goddamn thing, man. I'll I'll say this. I love the idea, you know, I I'm, I say this on on the episode, but I love the idea of city connect yeah it's so cool yeah baseball needs to do stuff like that yes be different please stop being dusty but 
in their attempt right. to be different, they were exactly dusty. Right. There's right. no better way to describe yep. it. Yep. Just like that old set of encyclopedias that your grandmother had, you know? <laughs> They're set downstairs. <laughs> I always go back to that because I remembered the way, I don't know why, I remember the way that my grandmother had, like when I would go spend the night at her house and she would have the Orioles on and be yelling about Mike Bordick, that there was always this old bookshelf in the bedroom I would sleep in there and it smelled like there was such a distinct smell. It wasn't bad. It was just like, I'm going to be smelling this for three days. And this was like virgin knows me before I started smoking <laughs> so I could smell everything like for real. Yeah. Like now it's like, hey, smell this. Well... <laughs> You got to give me a minute first. You know, can I add him gay some smelling salts maybe? Let me take a couple of whiffs here. I'll get there eventually. Yeah. Eventually I'll figure it out. Everything kind of just smell. Yeah. Everything kind of smells like, you know, heaters to me most of the time cuz I exhale through my nose like a fucking idiot. Um, which eventually takes its fucking toll. But yeah. Um it, I wish they would have come out with them all at once or just, maybe you do a division at a time. Mm. You know, anything. Get them out this season. That's it. Get That's them out it. This season. Why is it taking two and three years to That's, release? It's stupid. Like it, the baseball just moves at such a slow speed, yeah. and this is why they're losing fans. And yep. like we love baseball. Yep. But you look around and you wonder why your fan base is, you know, old Edwin. Yep. <laughs> you know, old dudes. Here's why. Yep. Here's why. They yep. still hand out. It, nothing made me happier than when I went to that Phillies game a few years ago. And I looked around and I was seeing like like they were selling programs. And I had never been to a Phillies game before. You know, it, it took me a while. Um, I hate programs. Whenever I go to a game, I like a nice program. Mm -hmm. It's a cool souvenir, you know, whatever. Hey, here's your program. And they, you know, I love, I love the guy at the booth. I got your program here. <laughs> you know, and you're like... <gasps> You yes, do. sure. I have to. Can you put in a bag for me, too, that I can keep it in? So I can save this bag and fold it up nicely and just set it on the shelf when I get home because I am a hoarder. <laughs> but, like, the it was like, okay, two bucks, and it was a scorecard, and I was like, huh. I opened it up, and it was like lineups, and, like you, and I looked around, and there were old white people because they gave you – they're like, well, would you like a pencil with your program? And there were these little red pencils, like the you know the lottery uh -huh. pencils. They were red, and they said Philadelphia Phillies on them. And I was like, oh, would I like a pencil? <laughs> I'd like all the pencils. Indeed, I would. Say. Yes, please. <laughs> I'll buy another one. Do I get a pencil per program? <laughs> Give me thirty of them. And I ended up somehow leaving with like four, <laughs> four pencils. I still have them somewhere. Anyway. But I looked around, and I was like, well, I'll fucking deal with this later. But I looked around, and there was like a couple old white dudes, like every at-bat, and they're they're doing the scorecard. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Like, a lot of people are probably looking. like, And then you look around, and like in the throw in front of them is a party of three people, and they're all on their phones and shit. Yep. And I'm just like, I old guy, right on. Yeah. Let me buy you a $9 yingling, please. You're paying attention to the game, which is right. why you're there. Right. You know, I, I mean, I'm not keeping, I'm not going to keep score. No, no. I just want the little cute pencils is all I really want. I mean, I'll buy it too, because sure. Why not? It's two bucks and it's mm -hmm. fun, but you know, I'm not going to actively do it, but like I appreciate. And then I imagined my favorite thing is I took it a step further in my head and I'm imagining 
dude goes home, cuts on like, I don't know what old people watch, Lawrence Welk, you know, <laughs> Bonanza. Word. And, uh, you know, and just like, oh, I was at the game day. Because it was the day, it was like a four o'clock game. He goes home and he's looking through it. Oh, let me see what, you know, what fucking Reese Hoskins did today. Or Jay Bruce, who was on the team that year, who just retired yesterday. Like, let me look and see. Oh, two for four. Like, I loved the novelty of, like, my man going home and, like, old dude studying this in their little chair with a Metamucil next to him. I love the idea of keeping score. It's so cool. I always wanted to be keeping score guy. Right. Which is the worst. Right, right. And now we have the internet and we're spoiled. We can just pull up everything in this a second. This did. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> right. Here they are. We don't even need football cards anymore. But nah, like that. it'll never happen. Too lazy. Oh, dude, yeah. I'm just there to watch a game. I paid a lot of money to be here. I want to take in the experience. It's awesome. It's amazing. But I, I'm not. I'll take the pencils, but I'll use them. I'll what, use them for something else. Whatever the situation is, man, I'd like to figure out a way to go to a game this year. Like, dude, we should go, I'm so Mets down. Or something, like, I'm so down. We should go. We sh- we could even hit an O's game. Yeah, you know, I don't. I- I'll go to it. It's better if it's one of our teams. Absolutely. But I'd go to an O's fucking Blue Jays game. Oh, dude, hell you yeah! You know the Jays to go watch a bunch of '90s semen. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I'm in. I'm so in, dude. I'm so. I've always wanted to go to. Uh, I've always wanted to go to Camden Yards because. Yeah, man. You know it. It's quasi around here and again. You know you, you have attachments to teams that aren't yours for various reasons. And my grandmother was didn't watch loyally, religiously every Baltimore Orioles game. So when I would go over her house with the smelly encyclopedias, <laughs> it, it, there was always like she always had the O's on. You know, and it was like you didn't shut the fuck up, get out of leave me. You can watch the game with me, yes, but like I'm watching the game. She was like obsessed with Cal Ripken, like everybody was back yeah. then. You know, Iron whatever man. the fuck. Yeah, man. And so, you know, that's that's why I have, like, an attachment to the O's. And I've always like, yeah, good for them. I kind of like to go to Camden Yards, you know? Camden Yards. I hate the Sox, but I'd love to go to Fenway. Fenway would be cool. You know what's funny is I was talking to Jason today when we were watching when he had that game on in the office. Uh, and somebody went yard over the big green monster. I can't remember who it was, but... I always thought as a kid, I hated the genesis of my hatred for the Red Sox until 2004 came, and I was like, ooh, underdog, I'll root for them because fuck the Yankees and yay. Mm-hmm. Um, I never liked the Red Sox as a kid because, like, playing old shitty video games, I was like, it's not fair that they have this big-ass wall in the outfield. <laughs> How can you hit a home run over that? That mm-hmm. doesn't seem right. No other team has that, yep. but they do. Why is that allowed? <laughs> How is that fair? And then, you know, it's like, oh, you get older and you come to find out it's like this thing. And you're like, oh, okay. Okay. I guess we have to pull it down the right field line then. Yeah. If you're a hitter, you know. Uh, on that same, like, Wrigley. I'd love to go to Wrigley. Mm. I think that's maybe, what's Cincinnati's called now? Great American Ballpark. Is it still that? Okay. I've always wanted to go there. Go there. Um, I've passed there. Um I've wanted to go to Kaufman, the Royals, oh, because yeah. they have that crown in the outfield, yeah, yeah. and I've always had this weird obsession with that thing. <laughs> I was like, it's so cool. Uh, PNC Park in Pittsburgh oh, is yeah, supposedly dude. really nice. Yeah. Um, I've seen it. I would love to go there. Um, ballparks, I feel like, and I've only been to Citizens Bank, but from being to a couple other 
baseball games, minor league, like tides and shit, a baseball field, like a ballpark, is the coolest venue to be yeah. because every ballpark has its own individual shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, football stadiums are starting to be whatever, like, you know, architecture and shit like that. It's, it's come a long way, but, it, you know, especially when you get to like NHL and the NBA, like they split the arenas and shit. Right. MLB ballparks feel like they have the most unique characteristics to each of them. So mm-hmm. that's why it's so cool to go to each one. Like Camden Yards has the fucking B&O warehouse in the outfield. Yep. And I remember watching the home run derby, and that was like the thing. Whenever somebody would hit the warehouse, you were like, yo. So I'm totally down Shea, in short. Shea slash uh, City. We got the apple. If you hit Yeah. Yeah, dude. Which, I mean, you know, it's corny, but it's cool. It's fucking cool, man. <laughs> yeah, it, it it it's something is different, man. It's different. Like I I thoroughly enjoyed going to Citizens Bank and just like, you know, it got to a point in 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 the middle of one of the innings, I was like, you know, I want to go walk and get a T-shirt, you know, during the middle of an inning or whatever, you know, just something to fucking take home to remember the trip by. And I like my son and I went, and he came with me, and like we just walked around walked around the park and we're just like looking at shit. And that's one of the cool things about baseball is you can do that. Mm-hmm. And like, okay. In the back of my mind, I'm like, well, I don't want to miss too much. But you because, can. Yeah. It's like, well, I'm probably not missing a whole, whole lot. A couple pitches. You know? Right. But as long as I don't miss, I wanted really bad to see a home run in person. Yeah. I saw one JT real Muto hit one. And so when he and I ended up going to the, you know, shit, I was like, well, what shirt do I get? Oh, real Muto hit fucking first home run I ever saw live in person. I'll go with him. There you go. You know, because I my mind works the way that my 11-year-old sons might, <laughs> you know? I would have had to have gotten Bartolo Colon Ooh, when he played for the Big Expos. Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> he went yard on us. <laughs> I drove all the way to Montreal. <laughs> to watch the fat pitcher hit a home run. <laughs> yeah. He did he it a lot. Two-nil. Yeah, he was a good for a pitcher, pitcher, man. Yeah. He yep. did it a lot. Good for him. Good for him, man. He actually had him towards the end of his career. <clears throat> That's right. It's like, and he's still pitching well. Like, what's happening here? And he's All 47. Right. He was fat. <laughs> he was. <laughs> was he was. But he was still dealing, man. Still dealing, still swinging. Like, yeah. what a guy. What a pitcher. Right. Him and I think Bronson Arroyo could hit, too, for yeah. a pitcher. Mm-hmm. I remember coming across, like, I think he covered a bunch of Goo Goo Doll songs. And I was like, this is really weird. This is a really of people, Bronson Arroyo. Why? Why is this the post-career path that you went down, and why you? Right, like the hell is going on here? Word, you know, pirates extraordinaire, man. Well, yeah, why don't you slide? <laughs> oh, oh shit! Fuck. So yeah, City Connect episode of the Gear Freaks podcast drops tomorrow. Every episode is available on all podcast platforms. Give us a follow at Gear Freaks Pod on IG and Twitter. New episodes available every Tuesday. Um, can't wait to record tonight, by the way. New Bengals unis are out, and they are fire. So now, on to this disaster of a front office that we have and uh, the increasingly meddling new Jerry Jones <laughs> owner in the NFC East we have in Jeff Lurie. So, uh, Jesus Christ almighty. Um the latest rumor is, okay, the latest rumor, and you have to take everything with a grain of salt this time of year, right? Again, smokescreen season, we've talked about it here before. So you don't necessarily know that everything you're hearing is true. It's just like, you know, the 49ers with Mac Jones at three. Could it be bullshit? Could they be high on Trey Lance or Justin Fields? You never know. The rumor now is that Howie Roseman is possibly looking 
at trading back into the top 10. <laughs> Fucking why? Why? You were in, you were in the top 10. You had a pick in the top 10. You were just outside the top five. You were at pick six. And you moved back out of the top 10 to number 12 to accept a first rounder from Miami next year and a fourth rounder this year. Again, I am all for it. I said here on the pod, I'm all for it because now if Carson works out in Indianapolis or plays 75% of the snaps, as we know, we got three ones next year. Which is fucking great. Great if we don't package him to get, you know, happy endings to Sean. But what kills me about this is it seems like, the, again, we've talked about this. There's just no direction. And you have to play. You do not know what happens going into the draft or what is going to happen going into the draft, right? You have no idea how the board is going to fall. And sure. You know, if if a guy falls, um, you know, a Kyle Pitts, a Jalen Waddle, sure, maybe you, you you make a move up, but to have this shit out there already just seems to me, again, Howie Roseman, as we've said before, because he probably has a tiny penis, he hasn't been able to make a whole lot of moves in the offseason because of the way he strapped this team salary cap-wise. So, therefore, he can make a move up or excuse me, make a move back in the draft, that gets people talking about his move, right? Oh, they're talking about how he rose. I moved back from 6 to 12. You know, he's got three ones next year possibly. Uh, And now, oh, I might move back up into the top 10. It's just bipolar because at the end of the day, and I can maybe understand the logic because at 12, you would think what's, what's in play more than likely positionally. Um is wide receivers or corners. And if you look at, you know, Dallas at 10, they're more than likely going to go corner, you would think, or at least odds are. Giants are a possibility at 11 to go corner. But again, this is the this is the chance you took when you traded back from six. And you were the first team in the division to have a draft pick to go on the clock. And now you're the third, and you're picking right behind two other teams in your division. That's the risk you took. At the end of the day, if a Jalen Waddle falls to, you know, nine and Denver's looking to move back, or which now reports are Denver apparently has inquired with Atlanta to move up. You know, maybe you can move back with a Carolina or Detroit, maybe, but it's just so bipolar. There is no plan how he moves back out of the top ten. Now he wants to get back in. It seems to me like he is just going to do anything he can to put himself out there, to have his name in the headlines like he likes. And maybe, just maybe, hopefully, he knows, which I would hope, that his ass is on the line this year. Why would you, and this is the only thing I'm hoping, is Jeff Lurie becomes an increasingly meddling fucking pain-in-the-ass owner, that if three first-rounders are on the table next year, why would you want to give them to a guy who has not drafted a single pro bowler since 2016 in the guy that he just traded to Indianapolis that wanted to get the fuck out of here? So really we can't even claim that because he's not even on the fucking team anymore. So therefore the Carson Wentz draft pick 
doesn't even carry but so much weight this side of Super Bowl 52. That's the thing. This is not – that Super Bowl is now in this city amongst this fan base. That Super Bowl, while we – that's all we ever wanted, amazing as it was, is now ancient history. Super Bowl 52 feels like it was a decade ago, and it was not that far away. It was not. But now it feels like it's far, far in the rearview mirror, and there's a lot of time ahead through the windshield, through the dashboard, before we even get in the conversation for another one. So why would you want to entrust this guy with two, potentially three first-round picks? to muck up this organization even more if you're Jeff Lurie. So my only hope is that Howie knows somehow that his clock is ticking. All these little juvenile conversations that Jeff Lurie and Howie Roseman have, hopefully one of them, hopefully, if Lurie's got a set on him, is, yo, look, motherfucker, I've had your back. You are the one that survived this nuclear holocaust. Carson Wentz is gone. Doug Peterson's gone. Deuce Staley's gone. People used to want to come here. Now people want to leave here, and it's because of you. So I'm going to give you this year with his high draft pick. You got 11 picks draft night. You better not fuck up. And if you do, your ass is out the door because I've chosen you and you have won every single power struggle. Every single power struggle in this organization. Over Chip Kelly, which, okay, I'll give it how he should have taken the win there, yes. <laughs> okay, over Doug Peterson. Say what you want, players love that guy. Again, I was in favor of Doug getting the hell out of here. If for no other reason than the fact that he drastically underused Miles Sanders. I said it every week on this podcast during the season. If for no other reason than that. But now Peterson becomes a martyr. Because say what you want, and again, I wanted him out of here too. But he was let go wrongly. For the reports from The Athletic, for them to treat Jeff Laurie and Howie Roseman, Doug Peterson, the way that they did. uh, You know, again, if you're an owner, the more hands off you are, the better. Right, And that used to be Jeff Lurie. Jeff Lurie didn't used to be gossip guy, you know, wanting to dip his hands in all the pie going on in, 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 in this team, right? He wasn't a Jerry Jones. That was one of the things we had over Cowboys fans was, yeah, our owner lets, our, lets the football people do their job, which is why we're in a more advantageous situation than you guys are. Your owner can't stay out of the media, holds a goddamn, has a radio show every week, loves attention because he's made of plastic, he's vain. You can have that guy. Meanwhile, we've got the guy that's about that business. And now it doesn't feel that way. It does not feel anymore like this front office has their shit together. It used to. And that used to be why it felt as an Eagles fan. Like even if you had a down year, 
you're at least around the corner, right? That'll be a playoff team next year, man. These guys have their shit together. We'll be all right. No. No, they don't. They do not have their shit together. Clearly. Let's pay a guy $109 million guaranteed and then get rid of him the following year. For a second, or for a third round pick and a second, possibly, hopefully, a first. And now I'm going to trade back because I'm going to acquire assets. I realize and I acknowledge the fact that this team is in rebuild mode. So I'm going to move back, acquire assets, get a fourth rounder this year we did not have, get that first rounder next year. We have multiple in 2022, but wait, I might want to move back up into the top 10, even though we've been there. We had been at the sixth pick for months. You had a shot. If you're going to be in the top 10, why would you not stay at six where you can guarantee that you can get a Jamar Chase, a Kyle Pitts, a Panay Sewell that – there was a report out there that if Panay Sewell falls to 12, which is not going to happen, that Howie would instruct the draft card to be sprinted up to the podium. If that's what you wanted, why didn't you stay at six? Why? Just curious. Again, I'm all for it. But it's the, the and, and again, smokescreen season. Understood. And hopefully that's all it is. Hopefully that's all it is. Because if you take now these assets you've acquired to kind of take this year on the chin a little bit, hit the ground running next year when you have some cap space and a little bit of wiggle room and you can make some moves in the offseason maybe a little bit, at least goddamn for sure more than you did this past year. And you've got two at the minimum first rounders, hopefully three. That's where you can do some damage. Now you're a player. Now you're a player. But again, if if we can't even have a plan, a cohesive plan, why would you want to bring this guy back to take all these assets that can fucking accelerate everything and give him the opportunity to fuck him up? Because you can go out there and you can get a guy if you're able to sell this organization anymore. You're able to convince somebody to come here in this team that seems like a freaking fiasco. The only teams that feel like more of a mess organizationally right now in the NFL than we are is Houston and Chicago. Name another team other than Detroit because they're just perennial. Like Detroit, the Lions are just constantly there just to exist. I can't imagine a more just mundane fan base or team to be a fan of than the Detroit Lions. When the fuck is the last time the Lions had anything to get excited over? If you're a Lions fan, Christ, I'll pour one out for you. Good God almighty. But So I'm not even including them. Houston, Chicago. Then there's these reports out there on us. Why would anybody want to come here? So you need to send the message if you're Jeff Lurie. If you want, if you give a shit about this thing, about this team, about this organization, about this fan base, like you claim to, your next move is if this draft has the same early returns that last year seems to. And again, 
I will stand by the Jalen Rager pick. Optics are what they are, yes, when Justin Jefferson has the year that he had, but you cannot judge a draft class after one year. You can't, let alone the year that last year was for this team. Injuries, quarterback shit show, all of the above. You can't, the wheels fell off last year, and you can't judge the team because of that. Point blank. So, at the end of the day, if this year's draft yields you the same returns that last year's seemed to early on, you better grab a hold of this thing, Jeff Lurie, and get the problem the hell out of here. Because you have a young coaching staff that if you don't meddle, one of the best things about the Nick Sirianni hire is that clearly, obviously, Frank Reich would have endorsed it, right? He wouldn't have let you know his offensive coordinator go from his staff to the team where he used to be if he didn't have at least some decent things to say about this organization, right? So at the end of the day, you have Frank Reich endorsing come here to be the head coach. Nick Sirianni is 39 years old. You bring in Shane Steichen to run the offense. Young, up-and-coming guy, right? 35 years old, I believe. Shane Steichen is a young dude. Same with Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator. You've got three young coaches that if you groom them and put them in a situation to succeed, in theory, you could have something to build on. Right there, your coaching staff could be something to build on. There is going to be growing pains with this staff because it is young. But again... Lori, fucking Howie, when you hire these guys, that should be a goddamn given. It should be. Do not turn into one of these organizations where we're going to fire guys, head coaches every year, two years, and it's just going to turn into Jacksonville, Detroit, and Cleveland before they got Stefanski. Because then all you're doing is just constantly shooting yourself in the dick every year. That's it. So enable these young coaches. Enable them. Build around them. Trust them. You brought them there for a reason. Do not hire somebody. Say, yeah, we want you to run this team. Here's the gig. Here's the keys to the car. But we're going to emasculate you in the process. You're just a figurehead. Don't do that. You got to empower these guys. Don't do what you did to Doug Peterson, which is what it makes me say if they're going to do that to the guy that brought this city a goddamn Super Bowl, who's to say that they won't do it to Nick Sirianni? Because it feels to me as long as Howie Roseman's around, the albatross that he is, Nick Sirianni's going to fail. Or feels like he's set up for failure, I should say. I'm not going to write the guy off already. Again, I like the hire based on the circumstances, but it feels like he is set up to fail rather than to succeed. It feels like the entire team is at this point as long as that cockroach is still around. Bottom line. What are your thoughts? Hit me up at Grease Pole Podcast uh, on Instagram, at Grease Pole Pod on Twitter as well. Again, just wanted to... You know, it has some other things I wanted to get into, but it got really bogged down in a rant on this front office because it's just this is the time of year where your front office is key. 
you know, it, it, th- that's where your draft happens. That's where you sink or swim as an organization over these three days. We're 10 days away from. And if this front office continues to be, be a fiasco, these three days that are 10 days away are going to be nothing but more of the same. And if it is, I think you've given Howie Roseman plenty of time, Jeff Lurie, to get his shit together. And at this point, it seems like just this power struggle and dude's not going to get his act together until you hold him accountable. And you're not going to hold him accountable, clearly. So your best move is to kick him the fuck out of the Novacare complex. Bottom line. That's it. Anyway. As we said, can't wait for the week to be over. Uh, four more days of the work week going in on Monday. And then a six-day vacay ahead for your boys. So jam-packed uh, jam-packed week of the pod coming up next week. Um, again, want to remind you guys to go check out the unofficial Bengals podcast. Uh, my guy, Frank LaPlaca, does a hell of a job every week. Um, whether you're a Bengals fan, you know, this is an Eagles podcast, Eagles fans, check them out. If you're a football fan, give it a listen, give them a follow on IG at Cincy Bengals pod. Your boy was a guest, uh, on his most recent episode. Uh, he did a draft preview and, uh, I went through and mocked picks one through 12, uh, always a blast with him. He'll be taking part in a collaborative mock draft here. Next Monday on the pod, it'll be the 50th episode of this podcast next Monday. It could not come at a better time to uh, to help lead us into the official draft week and draft weekend ahead after that. I am looking forward to it. Jam-packed week coming at you next week. Follow me on IG at Greaseball Podcast to stay tuned on details, and I'll keep you posted here next Monday when I see you. For that milestone episode, episode 50 will be then collaborative mock i can't wait to see you then next time we talk four days until the draft ladies and gentlemen absolutely excited i'll see you then as always go birds yo how'd barkley put it <laughs> looking like another grease pole night in philly philly philly, philly. philly.